0: Celtics lose 105 to 103 to the Heat. It was an absolute classic. We're going to break it down for you. Former CLNS fill-in for me, Jay King, is in the house with us. This is Garden Report on Celtics Blog and CLNS Radio. So it was an amazing comeback by the Heat. Celtics lose them 105 to 103. The winning streak continues. 23 game winning streak for the Heat. Five years ago to this day, the Celtics snapped the Houston Rockets 22-game winning streak, but they couldn't do it in this one. It looked like it was going to happen. Even without Kevin Garnett, who was out with the flu and it left the doctor's strain, and he passed away at some point today, apparently. I mean, it was a really rough day for Kevin. Uh, Doc even actually said before the game that if it weren't for his flu, he actually would have gone tonight. He would have played through the leg injury. Yeah, so Did really really inconvenient. And we got a snowstorm coming uh, Tuesday, so it's really just crappy. <laughs> <laughs> Our last terrible <laughs> things. Exactly. <laughs> things are falling apart uh, in the garden right now. Uh, but we're going to talk about the game. We're going to talk about what happened at the end of the game. And we're going to talk about Uncle Jeff Green, who had a career-high 43 points tonight. That's his Twitter handle, if you're looking aware of that. Money. Thank you. Uh, and, uh, God, it was... Absolutely crazy in here. We had the entire third quarter a Jeff Green chant, just Jeff Green, Jeff Green. I thought it was turning into an MVP chant. there was a slight MVP
1: chant. There was like the the three, was three drunk
0: guys and like sitting on the baseline going MVP. Yeah, it never
1: picked up though.
0: Exactly, shockingly. If you don't know who this is, that's Evans Clinchy. He's on just about every single episode. You should know him pretty well by now. He's from Celtics blog. J King. I was asking him, should I say MassLive or MassLive.com, but he just wants former CLNS fill-in for that, Jerry. That's well,
1: all I want, that's all yeah. I want. Uh, uh, if you've been with there.
0: CLNS Radio for the past two years, uh, when I wasn't able to make it last year, Jay King filled in for me and did a much better job. They tried to get rid of me, but Jay lives on East Longmeadow. Longmeadow. Long Long Meadow. Just Longmeadow, so you can not You can only get in here for the big ones. East so. Longmeadow
1: is our rival. That's kind of an insult. Uh, to really? Say
0: that to me. Okay, yeah. well, I hope you're from East Longmeadow. There you go. Take, this really <laughs> taking guys. shots. All right, so let's talk <laughs> Let's talk about the game. Let's, thought, let's uh, stop taking shots at Jay. I Actually, I love this guy, for the record. Let's just make it pretty He loves his former C.L.N.S. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh, Jeff Green, career-high 43 points. Yeah. Uh, let's just start with that,
2: Evans. Uh, is this this is the best game ever for Jeff, mm, obviously. This is the best game ever for Jeff Green, yeah. And he's going to say that it's got nothing to do with Kevin Garnett not being in there, that he would be aggressive either way because that's his role, but come on. I mean, he knew he had to step up, whether he's going to admit it or not. It was his job to score more, rebound more, do everything more with Kevin Garnett on the floor, and he did that. Just a really impressive game from him, and he also stepped up on defense in the fourth quarter and guarded LeBron James. Granted, LeBron scored 13 points in the fourth quarter, but still, like, he was putting forth to effort. step
1: up on defense.
2: <laughs> Nobody can stop LeBron James. Not your fault, Jeff. You did great. Great game from Jeffrey, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, one of the biggest things, though, Jeff Green had to ask for a sub in the fourth quarter, and I think that was LeBron's, maybe his biggest impact on the game. Obviously, what he you have, 37 points, 12 assists. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously he did a lot of things right, but tiring out Jeff Green was huge for them because Jeff Green was having an absolutely fantastic game. He was Boston's biggest weapon all game. At one point he had 43 of their 85 points, and <laughs> he had to come out of the game because guarding LeBron was too tiring for him. Yeah. And so, so that was huge. That was from seven and a half minutes to about four minutes when he came back in. And that was when Miami went on a run to really take control of the game.
2: And we've never, ever, ever seen Jeff Green tired. Because he's always backing up Paul Pierce or backing up Kevin Garnett, yeah. and he doesn't get enough
1: minutes, so he's never
2: tired. This was the first for us, and we saw him sit for eight minutes in a row, and we were wondering when he's coming back in. You know. Finally we got our answer too late. And the the big thing was it wasn't just chasing
0: LeBron, it was the fact that almost every single play he was driving through like a triple team, yeah, flying to the rim and usually hitting the deck on it team like every single yeah. play. Yeah we got a couple shots of him going completely horizontal on some of these plays. I mean, he was flying all over the place, exerting as much energy as he could offensively, and he really needed to be able to conserve himself defensively. But LeBron James is kind of known for being a little bit of an intense guy to defend, so that didn't make it easy. But I thought Pierce did a really good job on him too. I thought that they, I thought both Jeff and Pierce did a good job. One on one defending on LeBron James, but that that's never ever has doing a good job defending LeBron one on one been good enough to be able to stop him.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, it seemed like every shot LeBron was getting, you're like, okay, you live with that shot because it's contested and it's a long two, and like it just goes in anyway. Yeah. Like, what do you do when that? Like, there's no way to stop him. Like, you cry. You know, they yeah. they put a hand in his face every time they made him take a tough, you know, fadeaway eighteen
1: footer. Like the last one.
2: Like the last the one. And what right It just goes in anyway. Like, there's no way to defend that. It's like watching Dirk Nowitzki in the 2011 finals. It's like, that's unguardable, that's unguardable, that's unguardable. You know, it was that kind of game.
1: I think the biggest thing was, though, that, you know, as good a job as those guys did one-on-one, they still needed a lot of help. And that allowed Chalmers to get off with 21 points. He hit a bunch of three-pointers. Yeah. That allowed those other guys, the back cuts that they got toward the end of the game with Dwayne Wade getting a couple layup dunks, those were huge plays that happened because you need help on LeBron. Yeah. And it's not just his scoring. It's everything he does. It, it, Jeff Green, the best played the best game of his career, and LeBron was better tonight. And that's how good he is. And it was pretty much a normal night for LeBron. I mean, 37 is more than he normally has. Otherwise, a pretty normal game. He was better than Jeff Green on the best night Jeff Green probably will ever play.
0: I think it's heartbreaking for humanity that that was a normal game for LeBron James. That was pretty stellar. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, there's no Rondo to show up for national television, so I guess we had a basic cable Jeff versus national TV (laughs) Jeff tonight. Uh, but let's hear from uh, Jeff uh, what he had to say after the game.
2: He has so much to say. <laughs> I really wasn't paying attention to you know, anything. I was just
1: in his zone. Uh, just trying to help my team the best way I can. And, uh, you know, the ball kept going in, so my team continued to find What is the feeling
0: you have personally after a game like this? You have a great game. I'm we lost. And that you lost. What is that kind of feeling? Sucks. So, Can you, you know, take from this game any good at all, personally? The fact that, you know, you
1: did that on the stage, you did it when the team needed you the most, does that mean anything to you? No, we still lost.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, now let's talk about the fourth quarter. This is when everything kind of fell apart. Uh, Jordan Crawford, with eight and a half minutes left, hits a 30-footer, for God's sakes. He had a couple crazy shots tonight. I remember with that one, I said, what are you doing? Hits a shot, and I go, what are you doing? When he hits the shot, what are <laughs> he was just doing? it was ridiculous. Uh, so he hits, he hits a 30-footer. Yeah. They're up by 13 at that point,
2: and then over the next six minutes, what happens, Evans? An 18-4 to run, by my calculations? Yeah, that was that was pretty brutal. I mean LeBron James just just went nuts, and yeah. as we were saying, was it eight assists combined for LeBron and Wade?
1: Yeah, three for LeBron, five for Wade in that fourth quarter, and
2: five rebounds for Wade too. Yep, and six for eleven shooting for LeBron James in the quarter. I mean, what do you do against that? I I I got no answers. I'm I'm done.
0: He went in the god Bye. mode. You no, know, he's yeah, he, he's our Lord and Savior. Sometimes he has to remind us in case we lose faith. It's <laughs> as simple as that.
1: There you go video game god mode was, exactly. was that what they said about he's Louis in the 2K, yeah, exactly. except, except LeBron is permanently in video game god no, mode No, he's just, in 2K12 2K. mode tonight
0: but so <laughs> let's talk, let's talk about uh, Brandon Bass's defense i mean a lot a lot of guys deserve some blame for the defense but yep. there is basically at the end of this run it was the last it was from the timeout at the 5:14 mark so when Chalmers hits the three at the two and a half mark, where Bass has a few possessions in a row where he gets caught in no man's land and they score off of that.
1: Yeah, and you know you asked a question to Doc Rivers in the post game, and you asked whether they made any adjustments, and he said no, we just made mistakes. Yeah, and that's what it was. It was just Bass getting lost, and he's done that far too often this year. Um, he's just today it was just another day for him where. Just nothing went right for him. He missed that lefty layup that actually he made a good move, just missed it. I don't think you want a Brandon Bass lefty runner at the end, even even if it's a close look. the um, doc did <laughs> say
0: you know, Doc said that if you can get your big guy
2: scoring at the rim then that's the right play for you. But yeah, you know he if was asking what's Kevin the play call, next. and he said whoever's open, no. which is, in my opinion, always the correct answer. Mm-hmm. But it just didn't. But he didn't did work say out. it was supposed to be Pierce
1: with the first option, and yeah. then a triple handoff to Terry as the other option. Yeah. yeah, and then Bass just went renegade, went to the left, and it actually was a good look. I'm yeah. probably being a little harsh. On well, that. no, it, yeah. was,
0: it was a it was a look at the rim for him, mm-hmm. but he drove with his left hand. He's not he doesn't use his left hand. And he hand. jumped off one, one top foot. Of the top of the key. Yeah, he that,
1: never jumped Brandon Bass
0: that's the first time in his life he jumped off one. Yeah. It's true. Like a basketball reference. Do some sort of query for how many feet he jumps off. Of. Uh-huh. But, I mean, it's not. What, sure, the end result was the kind of look you want to get, but there's no way that they want to have to rely on Brandon Bass to penetrate from the top of the key. It was amazing that he did pull it off because he's been so scared to dribble uh, ever. The last play I can remember him dribbling from the high post was against Greg Monroe in, like, the fourth game of the season. After. And I
2: remember I talked to him about that, and he, like, hasn't done it since. I mean, the Heat are a good defensive team. Like, they're well coached, and they got smart players. LeBron and Shane Valley know what they're doing. They rotate, and, you know, they shut down your first option and your second option, and sometimes you're stuck with Brandon Bass driving. I mean, they didn't have anything else there. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> well,. Okay, so after that official timeout
0: that I mentioned before when the when the basket kinda collapsed, yeah. Miami's defensive execution was unbelievable. Yep, I mean exactly. they were just flying. It was you know, that was like we always see this. Miami in really tight games, they did it against the Thunder, I think, earlier this year. They did it against the Clippers, the Knicks. They beat Philly last week. Yeah. <laughs> the last five minutes, all of a sudden they turn into like superhuman defense where everybody's flying at the speed of light. They're reading
2: passes as they're coming off the guy's fingertips. It's incredible. You're right, and that's why I think the shot at the end with Paul Pierce hitting that fade, missing that fadeaway three, I think that was the best shot they had.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, see, you try to drive it. It was get, over
0: there, actually, in that corner. Yeah. Where was I sitting? You're well, sitting know. back there, yeah. <laughs>
2: okay. In any event, I mean, like, they weren't going to win this game in overtime, right? Like, mm-hmm. they're so depleted. They're, you know, even if they do get a two, they're going to lose the game anyway. Like, they had to hit that fadeaway three, and they, they just, you know... I, just, I just
0: realized we were sitting up there, so it was actually in that corner. So I, I apologize. Yeah, that's you're, right. You're, you you're right. A lot of disorientation. Right. Exactly. I don't know. But the other thing is, while their defense was amazing, their offensive execution was unparalleled. It was San Antonio style. They were doing a lot of San, San Antonio style stuff where they were running some kind of low pick and rolls deep into the paint or... Or I guess deep into the high post, and that was a allow- that was forcing like bass to have to come up and help, and then Chris Bosh would be wide open under the rim for a dunk. I mean, it was unbelievable. There was like seven or eight wide open layups with no with the guy coming off of him and allowing that wide open layup. And how the how the hell does that happen in
2: this big of a game? Or they collapse into the paint and Mario Chalmers is wide open, or Ray Allen's wide open. I mean, Ray missed all three of his three point attempts, yeah, but they were easy. open and they he were all made wide them. open. Yeah,
1: every. every- <laughs> three of his three-pointer was wide open.
2: If he makes two out of those three, they lose this game by eight,
0: not two. You know.
1: <laughs> so where's Ray
0: Allen choking on like the list of storylines at tonight's game, like down to, like it's thirty? On or the so? list. I'm not going to yeah. say where, but
2: it's on the list. Okay, well, uh, let's go
0: into boxing out. Uh, there's a lot of numbers. Evans, work it around. I mean, what's
2: your big number tonight? Well, we've already touched on this, I think, but 13, the number of points that LeBron James scored in the fourth quarter alone. I mean, he shot six of 11. He had three assists as well. He made it only one three-point attempt, and it was a big win at the end. I mean, LeBron was fantastic. 13 fourth-quarter points, that's, that's my
1: stat. I got seven turnovers for Paul Pierce, oh. and, which is the highest of their 20 turnovers, which really, you know, you look at Jeff Green had 43 points. So much had to go right for the Celtics to stay in that game to be up 13. Yeah. But they also really coughed it away, and I think that was the biggest thing, biggest theme in, in their locker room was, yeah, you know, we lost this game, but we should have won. And even without KG, even with Rondo out, he's been out for a month and a half. You know, they thought they should have won this game. And really, without turnovers, without nine missed free throws, they were 15 for 24 from the line. They probably do win that game. Uh, Even with LeBron playing as well as he did, even with Wade playing as well as he did, even with Chalmers going nuts, 21 points out of Chalmers, they still win that game if they take care of the ball and if they make their free throws. I'm
2: happy you brought up the turnovers because that's a huge, huge factor against this team. This is a matchup where you absolutely can't give the ball away because it's a dunk. Every time it's a dunk. (laughs) They didn't
1: have many fast break points, though. The the turnovers were actually mostly half-court turnovers where... They didn't really get off going the other or way, or there
2: were transition turnovers like the one where Jason Terry got absolutely murdered. But you ooh,
1: know. ooh. let's let's not talk about that. Don. Do we have to hashtag to #RIP Jason time? Terry, you we'll miss it, buddy. Ooh, Actually, on cool. the
0: wiki page, it said that Jason Terry was circumcised. Can um,
1: we Mark say circumcised
2: on this show? Yeah, yeah,
1: okay,
0: we just said it. We I said it, said, said, said it too.
1: It. Oh,
2: we both said it. Okay.
0: Or yeah, he, he was, was circumcised. I'm Jewish, so I think I'm allowed to say circumcised, right?
1: Yeah, but play like, there were so many guys open on the other end of the court. All he had to do was outlet pass. Yeah, I had to get away from the circumstances. <laughs> I, I couldn't listen to them. Okay, <laughs> well
0: just quickly, uh, bef- uh, before I, I, you know, I'll do my, my thing is uh, Jeff Greed's stat line. Somebody has to do Jeff Green's stat line. 14 hey, for 21 14. from the field, 5 for 7 from deep, 10 for 13 from the line, 7 rebounds, 2 steals, 4 blocks, 43 points. Only 2 turnovers. Guy, The guy had like, probably used like 40 possessions, he only has 2 turnovers, That's yeah. that's incredible. Not even Rajon Rondo can do that. Probably because Rajon Rondo actually turns the ball over a lot, so, that, so that's there not, is not even that. a comparison. Uh All right, well, uh, let's just quickly talk about the last play because I don't think we really got a ton on the last play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Pierce gets the ball with seven seconds left, takes a turnaround three. They have seven seconds left, takes a turnaround three. They have seven seconds
2: left, takes a turnaround three. I mean, what what, what happened there? Evans? First of all, the Heat defense has been so good, you're probably not going to get a better shot than that. Mm-hmm. Second of all, what if he misses and you need time to get an offensive rebound and a putback, like seven seconds is plenty of time for that. I'm really not that upset about the last shot. I think that's probably what I would have done too, but debatable.
1: Let's talk about the play before it too. Jeff Green had (laughs) the the ISO on Shane Battier and really had a step on him, but Battier is such a great block.
2: Shane Battier is
1: a great, great player. (laughs) I mean, Green kind of abused him the whole game, and then Shane Battier swipes it away on that play. And then I the, you know, that play actually, and then and then on the last inbounds pass throws it off. Paul Pierce's back, yep. so that the time ran out. Yeah, I mean, same, guy.
0: Genius. All right, well, let's uh, let's hear from Doc what he had to say about that play.
1: Yeah, it was Paul came off. It was for jet. Paul, it was for Paul first. Uh, I thought Brandon made a terrific read. I mean, he, I, I want my guys to be aggressive. You know, he grabbed it. He could have gone to a dribble handoff, uh, but honestly, I don't know if you are to get much better shot than your your big at the rim. You know, at the basket, you know, um, i don't take all those shots. I think Courtney had one right at the at the rim too. So we missed some layups down the stretch. But uh, I was still more, uh, I was happy with our offense overall. The turnovers killed us. You know, I think they had 24 points. That's almost a quarter of their points. Uh, I just didn't like the defensive mistakes that could have been prevented uh, that we made. And I think, I'm hoping that's a great lesson for a lot of our guys.
0: Alright, this is the last segment. You usually know it as Baller of the Night, but tonight it's officially renamed Jeff of the Night.
2: Evans, Jeff who is your night. Jeff of the Night? My Jeff of the Night? I'm gonna go with Jeff Goldblum because I really liked him in Jurassic Park. I thought he was just a compelling performer and I I'd I, my hats off to, to Jeff Goldblum. Um second place would be Jeff Green though, because he scored forty three points at basketball and that's 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 pretty good. So yeah, Jeff Green. Pretty,
1: Hey, what's your Jeff of the night? My Jeff of the night goes to LeBron
2: James. LeBron James. Your pronunciation of the word Jeff.
1: Jeff Green's best game ever, and LeBron outdid him. 13 points in the fourth quarter to Jeff Green's five. Forced Jeff Green to the sideline because he was too tired trying to guard him. Hit the game-winning shot in Jeff Green's face. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, Jeff Green had 43 points. He was fantastic. LeBron was, was one Jeff better.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I want I still want to give baller the night to Jeff because of the way that he stepped up with KG out when everybody in the garden was kind of a little freaked out when they realized that this was the big game, KG wasn't going to be there. I think they were pretty well prepared for it, of course. Uh, but the way that Jeff stepped up, kind of in a way that we haven't seen him quite step up to this degree, and I don't mean like a 43-point degree, but just being the goat, the star of the game for the Celtics in a game where they needed him to be the star of the game. It wasn't like he had a really good game next to Pierce. He was the lead for this team, carried the offense for the for the first three quarters. But, of course, LeBron kind of rope a a little bit there. He conserved himself a little bit and then just went absolutely batshit crazy, yeah. I'm saying. I'm just cursing on this one. He went nuts in the fourth quarter. This it, was, it was amazing to see. This is why LeBron is so special, because... He's able to keep them competitive, keep them engaged. You saw he was getting on Ray in the fourth quarter. He was getting on Chalmers in the fourth quarter during these timeouts. He maintained his kind of forward-thinking leadership, and he stepped up when he needed them to. And He didn't single-handedly bring them back in the game, but he definitely deserves about 75% of the credit for it. And, and,
1: and think about you know, how much tougher this team has gotten mentally. Two years ago when they first came together, they had a reputation for folding down the stretch. And it continued through the 2011 finals. LeBron didn't show up. They got beat by the Mavericks six games. Now it's like, if they're in a close game, LeBron's probably going to win it. Or yeah. Dwayne Wade's going to win it. Or Chalmers is going to surprise everyone to hit a three. They're going to come up away with the win. A lot of these games that they've won in this 23-game winning streak, they haven't been blowouts. It's been they stay close, and they pull it away at the end. And... That's because of LeBron. That's because they've just gotten mentally tougher. I mean, you can't say enough to their maturity. These are the champions, and they play like it every time they step on the court.
2: I mean, nothing against LeBron, who's an absolutely amazing player, the best on the planet, but I think part of that mental toughness is other factors, too. I mean, there's the fact that Shane Battier is so smart and always knows what he's doing. There's the fact that Eric Spolstra has grown a pair and actually demanded what he wants from this team, you know.
1: You're going to play point guard, LeBron. You're going to play center, Chris
2: Bosh. You're going to defend harder, Dwayne Wade. Like, he bosses these guys around like a real coach. Like, he, he's Pat Riley's protege, and he's coaching like it. Well, I think it's more you're going to be point guard LeBron, you're going to be power forward LeBron, you're going to be
0: center LeBron. It's you're going to be he's, gone he's LeBron. he gotten LeBron to take over every single world that he needs to for this team. And it's amazing. Yeah. And it was a game where they wanted to go small because the Celtics wanted to go small, and they thrived in it, absolutely thrived in it.
2: But I mean, I'm serious about Eric Spolster because Mike yeah. Brown couldn't do it. Like, Mike Brown could not demand everything he wanted out of LeBron. LeBron just wanted to do his thing and hang out on the perimeter and shoot. And Eric Spolstra demanded that he become a winner, and he did. Like, I, I, I think coaching is a big part of it. But, I mean, LeBron's pretty awesome himself. So it's
1: okay. He, he, he the was the team. Jeff of the night. He was heard. the Jeff of the night.
2: I mean, I think Goldblum still, but you have your opinion I have mine. It's all good. <laughs> all right, well, that does it for us. The Celtics, they amazingly somehow
0: lose this game. Uh, so now. because of what we just said for the past five minutes about LeBron and the Heat. They are the ultimate team right now. They're yeah. one of the most amazing. I right. haven't come into games my entire life. I've never seen a team as good as the Heat are right now. It's incredible. The '90, I, 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 mean, I don't really remember the 96 Bulls, but I do kind of remember the 98 Bulls, and they were pretty close, but I haven't seen a team quite as dynamic and quite as dominant when they need to be as the Heat are right at this moment.
1: I'm thinking back to those Shaq-Kobe teams yeah. with the Lakers. That was close, yeah. Those those teams would give, a, give them a run for their money, I think. Because they, they had Shaq down low. Miami doesn't have that guy down low. Obviously, LeBron... I what, think, are you
0: saying Chris Bosh isn't the dominant Shaq <laughs> down
1: low? <laughs> Not quite. I, I think I think <laughs> Dr. Rivers said a, a great quote before the game, though. He was talking about LeBron James, how many positions he plays. He said, he plays the 3, the 4, the 5, and the 6. The 6. He, LeBron plays the 6. He played the 6 down the stretch. Um well, he plays
0: a 1, 2, 3, 4,
2: 5 every single game. It doesn't, you know, th- doesn't make a difference. Pretty much. You, exactly. When More the Celtics showed. in 2011, he was guarding Rondo and then Jermaine O'Neal in on the next possession. That's right. I mean, yeah. Who else can do that? Who else in the universe can do that? I, there was no answer. Well, he'd, he'd guard Muggsy Bogues and Yao Ming on the same possession if he had to.
0: I like that That or I <laughs> guess George <laughs> Mirosan would technically or Manu Bull would actually make he would sense guard too. me and Jimmy Toscano in the same possession oh, talking about that. a height
2: difference
0: <laughs> uh, Jimmy you got to show up for these shows or you're going to get burned uh, Jay fine. I'm sorry Jimmy thank you for filling in former CLNS fill in JK. there you go and now Jimmy Toscano CSNNE.com fill in uh, Evans Clinchy will shake your hand too, just because okay. that's how men shake hands. All
1: right. I love the right handshake right there. he, the he, pen can, he right can't get the pen out there. The mini right, pen. Right. Can you I'll show them pen the pen? I mean that's a right, Let's redirect the, the ship right. out of here
0: because I know pen you pen want to.
2: Small and broken.
0: You want to go back to sleep because hopefully you're snowed in today. We'll call that pen Jimmy Cicada. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Celtics lose 105 to 103 to the Heat. This is the Guard Report on Celtics Clog and CLENS Radio. That's
2: mine my move. <laughs> Good job. That's fine.